Chapter Thirty Two of The King of Elfland's Daughter by Lord Dunsany. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirty Two Lirazel Yearns for Earth. In the hall that was built of moonlight, dreams, music, and mirage, Lirazel knelt on the sparkling floor before her father's throne, and the light of the magical throne shone blue in her eyes, and her eyes flashed back a light that deepened its magic and kneeling there she besought a rune of her father old days would not let her be sweet memories thronged about her the lawns of elfland had her love lawns upon which she had played by the old miraculous flowers before any histories were written here she loved the sweet soft creatures of myth that moved like magical shadows out of the guardian wood and over enchanted grasses she loved every fable and song and spell that had made her elfin home and yet the bells of earth that could not pass the frontier of silence and twilight beat note by note in her brain and her heart felt the growth of the little earthly flowers as they bloomed or faded or slept in seasons that came not to elfland and in those seasons wasting away as every one went by she knew that alverick wandered knew that orion lived and grew and changed and that both if earth's legend were true would soon be lost to her for ever and ever when the gates of heaven would shut on both with a golden thud for between elfland and heaven is no path no flight no way and neither sends ambassador to the other she yearned for the bells of earth and the english cowslips but would not forsake again her mighty father nor the world that his mind had made and alverick came not nor her boy orion only the sound of alverick's horn came once and often strange longings seemed to float in the air beating vainly back and forth between orion and her and the gleaming pillars that held the dome of the roof or above which it floated quivered a little with her grief and shadows of her sorrow flickered and faded in the crystal deep of the walls for a moment dimming many a colour that is unknown in our fields but making them no less lovely what could she do who would not cast away magic and leave the home that an ageless day had endeared to her while centuries were withering like leaves upon earthly shores what could she do whose heart was yet held by those little tendrils of earth which are strong strong enough and some translating her bitter need into pitiless earthly words may say that she wished to be in two places at once and that was true and the impossible wish lies on the verge of laughter and for her was only and wholly a matter for tears impossible was it impossible we have to do with magic she besought a rune of her father kneeling upon the magic floor in the midmost centre of elfland and around her arose the pillars of which only song may say whose misty bulk was disturbed and troubled by lirazel's sorrow she besought a rune that wherever they roamed throughout whatever fields of earth should restore her to alverick and orion bringing them over the border and into the elfin lands to live in that timeless age that is one long day in elfland and with them she prayed might come for the mighty runes of her father had such power even as this some garden of earth 
or bank where violets lay or hollow where cowslips waved to shine in elfland for ever like no music heard in any cities of men or dreamed upon earthly hills with his elven voice her father answered her and the ringing words were such as had power to change the shape of the hills of dreams or to enchant new flowers to blow in fields of fairy i have no rune he said that has power to pass the frontier or to lure anything from the mundane fields be it violets cowslips or men to come through our bulwark of twilight that i have set to guard us against material things no rune but one and that the last of the potencies of our realm and kneeling yet upon the glittering floor of whose profound translucence song alone shall speak she prayed him for that one rune last potency though it be of the awful wonders of elfland and he would not squander that rune that lay locked in his treasury most magical of his powers and last of the three but held it against the peril of a distant and unknown day whose light shone just beyond the curve of the ages too far for the eerie vision even of his foreknowledge she knew that he had moved elfland far afield and swung it back as tides are swung by the moon till it lapped at the very edge of the fields of men once more with its glimmering border touching the tips of the earthly hedges and she knew that no more than the moon had he used a rare wonder merely wafting his regions away by a magical gesture might he not she thought bring elfland and earth yet nearer using no rarer magic than is used by the moon at the neap and so she supplicated him once again recalling wonders to him that he had wrought and yet used no rarer spell than a certain wave of his arm she spoke of the magical orchids that came down once over cliffs like a sudden roseate foam breaking over the elfin mountains she spoke of the downy clusters of queer mauve flowers which bloomed in the grass of the dells and of that glory of blossom that forever guarded the lawns for all these wonders were his bird-song and blooming of flowers alike were his inspirations if such wonders as song and bloom were wrought by a wave of his hand surely he might by beckoning bring but a short way from earth some few fields that lay so near to the earthly border or surely he might move elfland a little earthward again who had lately moved it as far as the turn in the path of the comet and had brought it again to the edge of the fields of men never he said can any rune but one or spell or wonder of any magical thing move our realm one wing's width over the earthly border or bring anything thence here and little they know in those fields that even one rune can do it and still she would scarce believe that those accustomed to powers of her wizard sire could not easily bring the things of earth and the wonders of elfland together from those fields he said my spells are all beaten back my incantations are mute and my right arm powerless and when he spoke thus to her of that dread right arm at last perforce she believed him and she prayed him again for that ultimate rune that long hoarded treasure of elfland that potency that had strength to work against the harsh weight of earth and his thoughts went into the future all alone peering far down the years 
more gladly had a traveller at night in lonely ways given up his lantern than had this elvish king now used his last great spell and so cast it away and gone with it into those dubious years whose dim forms he saw and many of their events but not to the end easily had she asked for that dread spell which should appease the only need she had easily might he have granted it were he but human but his vast wisdom saw so much more of the years to be that he feared to face them without this last great potency beyond our border he said material things stand fierce and strong and many and have the power to darken and to increase for they have wonders too and when this last potency be used and gone there remains in all our realm no rune that they dread and material things will multiply and put the powers in bondage and we without any rune of which they go in awe shall become no more than a fable we must yet store this rune thus he reasoned with her rather than commanded though he was the founder and king of all those lands and all that wandered in them and of the light in which they shone and reason in elfland was no daily thing but an exotic wonder with this he sought to soothe her earthward fancies and lirazel made no answer but only wept weeping tears of enchanted dew and all the line of the elfin mountains quivered as wandering winds will tremble to notes of a violin that have strayed beyond hearing down the ways of the air and all the creatures of fable that dwelt in the realm of elfland felt something strange in their hearts like the dying away of a song is it not best for elfland that i do this said the king and still she only wept and then he sighed and considered the welfare of elfland again for elfland drew its happiness from the calm of that palace which was its centre and of which only song may tell and now its spires were troubled and the light of its walls were dim and a sorrow was floating from its vaulted doorway all over the fields of fairy and over the dells of dream if she were happy elfland might bask again in that untroubled light and eternal calm whose radiance blesses all but material things and though his treasury were open and empty yet what more were needed then so he commanded and a coffer was brought before him by elfin things and the knight of his guard who had watched over it forever came marching behind them he opened the coffer with a spell for it opened to no key and taking from it an ancient parchment scroll he rose and read from it while his daughter wept and the words of the rune as he read were like the notes of a band of violins all played by masters chosen from many ages hidden on midsummer's midnight in a wood with a strange moon shining the air all full of madness and mystery and lurking close but invisible things beyond the wisdom of man thus he read that rune and the powers heard and obeyed it not alone in elfland but over the border of earth end of chapter thirty two Lirazel yearns for earth.